Welcome to Don't Trade on America. I am your host, Don Q. How's it going out there today, guys? It is Friday, October 29th. A beautiful Friday for uh, most of us, I think, down here in the beautiful free state of Florida. It's cooling down a little bit. Um, got a got a show for you today. I'm going to try and get something in here under an hour. And uh, we'll see how it goes. I really want to try and keep this one around 45 minutes, but you know how uh, I tend to ramble, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Today's show um, topics, what I want to cover today, uh, one, of the, one of the big things is, uh, you know, will, uh, will Fauci, will Dr. Fauci, will he see any jail time? And um, secondly, is the USA looking to get a divorce? And thirdly, what? is the UN up to? Question mark, huh? And of course, we'll close out with our feel-good story of the day. But before we get into those stories, I want to talk about our first sponsor, Redcon1.com. Redcon1, guys, great supplement company. You can get your protein powders, your protein bars. You can get pre-workout, post-workout uh, gear. You can get uh, t-shirts, shorts, workout clothes, bags. All sorts of stuff. Uh, check them out at redcon1.com. Use the link at the bottom of the uh, podcast app, whatever you're listening to us on. Uh, use the link there and use promo code T20Cordimus. All that information will be on the app that you're listening to this on. And you'll be able to uh, click that and it'll take you straight to the website. All right. On to the first story of the day. And it is our favorite, not so favorite, uh, doctor right so (laughs) we all know unfortunately we know way too much and we've heard way too much from dr uh anthony fauci but do you recall uh when he said these things here dr fauci knowing that it is a crime to lie to congress do you wish to retract your statement of may 11th where you claimed that the nih never funded gain-of-function research in wuhan He's a brilliant doctor. He can't even work the microphone. Your microphone. Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress, hot on and I do not retract that statement. This paper that you are referring to was judged by qualified staff up and down the chain as not being gain of function. What was, let me finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. You're saying that's not gain of function? Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. Okay, you get one person. Let's read from the NIH definition of gain of function. This is your definition. We're saying they are gain of function viruses because they were animal viruses that became more transmissible in human, and you funded it. And you, you admit the truth. And you implying. Senator Paul, your time has expired, and I will allow witnesses right. who come before this committee to respond. And, and you are implying that what we did was responsible for the deaths of individual. I totally resent that. And it could that. have been. And if anybody and is lying been. here, Senator, it is you. Okay, so you got to love that, right? So... That was uh that was Dr. Fauci. Now I believe that was Dr. on. Dr. Fauci. No, All right, sorry, sorry, Mr. Paul. Uh, we got you. <laughs> that was uh back in July. Okay, this was uh, the other day. Um, let's see what this one has to say here. And this is uh basically. Let's the go ahead NIH and listen to this. Here. This is from the NIH here. On its webpage, which was available as recently as October 19th, just a couple of days ago. It has now been changed entirely. Why would it be changed? Why would the NIH change their gain of function web pages this week? Could it be that Dr. Fauci was caught last week in his exchange by Dr. Rand Paul, my friend and the senator? Now they don't even say gain of function research on the website. They took it off. It now says EPPP research. Now it says instead of the term gain-of-function research describes a type of research that modifies a biological agent so that it confers a new or enhanced activity to that agent, it now says on limited occasions when justified by compelling public health need and conducted in very high 
biosecurity laboratories, NIH has supported certain research that may be reasonably anticipated to create transfer or use. Come on. You want to know why the American people don't believe their government? They shouldn't. They shouldn't, Madam Speaker. They shouldn't believe the lies that are coming out of our national health leaders that are endangering the American people as Dr. Fauci's lies have been doing for the better part of 18 months. Why trust an NIH that is, by definition, not being truthful? The NIH. So now, <laughs> much in, I would say, I would answer him if I were there, much in the same sense that the CDC has changed the definition of what a vaccine actually is. Uh, based on the CDC's definition of what a vaccine is, aspirin is now a vaccine. So, but I'm not here to speak about that. We're here to talk about dipshit uh, doctor, quote unquote. I mean, I know he's got a degree and who am I, but nonetheless. Okay, so this is out of, this is off of um, OutKick. NIH admits Fauci lied about gain-of-function funding to Wuhan lab. In a letter released Wednesday, a top National Institute of Health official admitted taxpayers help fund gain-of-function research on bat coronavirus and noted that EcoHealth Alliance, which helped funnel money to the Wuhan lab, failed to report findings requ required by the terms of the grant. Dr. Richard Ebright, a molecular biologist at Rutgers University, who was critical of Dr. Fauci's gain-of-function testimony in front of Senate back in May, where Fauci claimed during an exchange with Senator Rand Paul that the NIH has never and does not now fund gain-of-function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, writes that um, <clears throat> Wednesday's letter corrects untruth assertions from Fauci and former NIH uh, director, Dr. Francis Collins. Ebright tweeted Wednesday that the letter sent by Lawrence A. Tabak of the NIH to Republican uh, Rep. James Com uh, Comer shows the untruthful assertions by the NIH director Collins and the NIAID director Fauci and NIH had not funded gain-of-function Wuhan. So he lied, point blank, right? Now, I would assume um, that he was, you know, when you, generally when you're called in front of Congress, you're under oath. So my question is this, if he was under oath and he said the things he said, not only that, but then tried to make Dr. Senator or Senator Doctor, I don't know how you <laughs> terminology that, but nonetheless, Rand Paul, who is a senator from Kentucky, which is also a uh, doctor, called him a liar. You know, we, the way I see it is we shouldn't even know who um, Dr. Fauci is. Uh, he's been around forever. He's one of the most overpaid public uh, officials, or I shouldn't say one of, he is the most highly paid public official, government official. Uh, he makes more than the president. He makes more than your congressmen, senators, Whatever. I mean, I'm talking as far as government paychecks. Now, we all know they make money in other places, but that's nonetheless. What will be interesting is, if you guys know anything about um, Judicial Watch, they uh, they went ahead and filed a lawsuit. Um, or, well, they're suing, I should say, on behalf of OpenBooks.com for Fauci financial disclosure records and royalties paid to the NIH employees. <laughs> Judicial Watch announced today that it filed a Freedom of Information Act on, um, on behalf of the openbooks.com against the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services for the employee's contracts, financial conflict of interest, and confidentially disclosure documents and uh, job descriptions at the NIAID director, Anthony Fauci, as well as royalties paid to NIH employees by outside entities. The lawsuit was filed by the U.S. District Courts for the District of Columbia after the NIH, which is an agency of the HHS, failed to comply fully with three FOIA requests filed between January 28th and September for the following records about Dr. Fauci. An employment contract, modifications, and addendums since hiring 
as direct, uh, director of National Institute of Health, National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Daily calendar from the first uh, January 1st, 19 to the present time. And any confidential documents, conflict documents, and economic interest disclosure documents, current job descriptions, any um, confidentiality agreements, conflict of interest. So, I mean, I could read on and on. They're, they're basically going after anything that they filed. And it's, and it's in all fairness. I mean, he, I don't know the exact dollar amount. I'm sure it'll pop up here. But um, Dr. Fauci, okay, makes, um, I want to say it's 450000 a year as the whatever he is. 417000 I'm sorry, I, I miss, uh, misspoke. Um, but his net worth is upwards of $10 million, okay? Now, I would assume that comes from writing books, maybe doing speaking engagements, um, but is it just from that, or does it have anything to do with, with um, you know, is, is he getting paid under the table from China? Is, uh, is he getting some kind of special... Um, kickbacks of some sort or whatever the case may be but nonetheless um very rich gentleman and up until you know two years ago year and a half ago we didn't even know who the hell he was now evidently i know when aids was initially around he uh he was very uh vocal and observant in there and i haven't really done that much research into that as far as the things that he had been alleged to do as far as um you know different uh vaccines and shit like that they want he wanted to try and get through for aids right i mean i'm sure if if he had had his choice as far as the aids epidemic you know people would have had to get uh you know their dicks chopped off and you know he would have been the bob barker of the government you know have your people spayed and neutered but uh fortunately uh you know we didn't go for that i found an interesting article this is from newsmax and it says that um 49 said fauci had not told the truth about u.s funding certain research known as gain of function um for the life of me now this was written just this just came out the other day October 27th, so that was Wednesday. Uh, 46% said Fauci should resign from his post. 40% said he should not resign. And 67% of Republicans said Fauci to resign, and 24 said the same. Uh, 24 Democrats said the same. Okay, now, I say uh, I don't really give a shit if he resigns or not. I, I think he should be fired, number one, which will never happen. Biden won't fire his ass. Uh, you hear a lot of people saying, well, Trump, Trump should have fired him. Trump had the opportunity. Trump could have done this. Trump could have done that. And yeah, you're right. But I can also only imagine that let's say Trump had fired him in September of last year, right? Do you honestly, how do you honestly think that would have gone down? <laughs> I mean, really, um, it was bad enough if Trump disagreed with him it was like he was, it was the end of the world. It was like, oh, here, Trump's ignoring the science. Trump's doing this and Trump's doing that. Fauci's trying to save people's life and, you know, Trump's ignoring him. So what do you think would have happened if Trump would have fired him, right? So I personally believe Trump let him go, let him do what he thought he was supposed to do as the doctor. And... um with the intention or with the hope, I guess, that he was going to get reelected re and then take care of that on the backside. I mean, that's just my, my guess if, you know, as to whether that would be the case. But as far as 40 some odd people, 40, 40 odd percent of the people wanting him to um, resign, I, I say he needs to be fucking put in jail. Okay, let's say, for example, that everything is true. Okay. It's coming out more and more bit by bit as we live through this coronavirus world that we live in now that 
the um, lab in Wuhan, however the virus got out, however you how whatever story you want to believe, whether it was a a uh, you know we all know it wasn't a bat, you know, and a cat ate the bat, and the bat ate the rat, and the rat ate the you know whatever you know it wasn't that shit. It wasn't that someone at a wet market in Wuhan bought a uh, a bat, ate it, and got infected. We know that's not the case. So the stories I've heard is that the Wuhan lab is near this supposed wet market, but I think it was more of a situation where the the government of China actually released this on its own people. And why wouldn't they? Because it goes deeper than the, you know, however many, the billion people or whatever live in China. It's it's more than that. This goes and this goes back to episodes where I've talked about the NWO and the One World and the One World Agenda, Agenda 21, uh, Agenda 2030, which is, you know, only a few years away. You know, we're, we're coming up on eight years away from 2030 when all this shit's supposed to go down. And it's not like it's going to be, uh, you know, flipping a switch. It's not like, okay, it's 2030. It's One World Government. They're going to have to do this bit by bit. And we talked about this on the last show from a sense of where I was talking about how... Um, the one the tax, right? The one world tax. Well, you can't have tax, one world, one uh, currency tax if you don't have one world currency, right? So anyway, back to uh, China releasing this on its own citizens. Well, I, I didn't, I had never heard of the city of Wuhan before all this, right? And I'm, I would assume that most people haven't, that don't live in China, I should say. And the reason that is, is because, you know, what do we know about China? I mean, you know a few cities, you know, Beijing, whatever. But um, come to find out, Wuhan is one of their bigger cities. It's about the size of, in population, I should say, of New York. So why not um, release this virus in one of your bigger cities? I mean, let's, let's say it was New York that the uh, virus got released in. You release it in a subway train, which is what they're saying had happened in uh, Wuhan. How many thousands of people ride those trains every minute, let alone during the course of a day? And then they're going here, there, and they might not all just be in the city. They might be in the city going to the suburbs or going to Pennsylvania or wherever they go, or or you're a tourist or whatever the case may be. It's easy to spread a disease in that sense. And... As we well know, it's called COVID-19. Well, why is it called COVID-19? Well, it's because it was discovered in 2019. We didn't really hear a whole lot about it until February, March. March was probably when it really started hitting the fan here. But um, January of 20 is when they started talking about it. It had already started in China a few months earlier. I want to say it was October of 19. And that's when they started locking down in China. But at that point, you're talking three, four months of people traveling, it's holidays. So if that being said, we, we know, we basically know that how the disease got from wherever to wherever, right? We know this. If this guy had any hand in creating this bioweapon, because that's what it is. If he had any hand in doing this, if the U.S. government, even if the, if the U.S. government unknowingly uh, financed this through him, that, in my opinion, is treasonous. And it, he should go, do not pass ghost, go straight to jail and straight to the guillotine because there is no, there is no, uh, oops, my bad, I'm sorry, this is treasonous. This is, you don't get a second chance. If, if this is true, and that he is, the NIH has already come out now saying that he lied to Congress, okay? Well, there's a there's strike number one, okay? I would say strike two, three, and, uh, and you're out is the act. So if he is responsible for this, if he truly had a hand in this, now we've seen the pictures of him and Obama at that lab in Wuhan, so you kind of want to believe that that's the case. 49% or 46% think he should re resign or be fired. Uh, that number should be 100%, and the 100% should also say he should be hung from the highest tree. So, 
Next story of the day kind of coincides with this in the sense of the division of this country and where are we going. Um, so the question is, is the U.S. looking for a divorce? Now, I know that seems like a, a funny, uh, funny line there, and I'm not saying a divorce like you're, you're getting divorced from your wife or whatever. I'm talking about from each other. We've heard time and time again and I've talked about it on here as far as, um, as far as, uh, you know, the division that's going through this country. You know, people are calling Biden the divider in chief. And it goes from a sense of, it could be a, a number of things racial divide, um, vaccinate, vaccination divide, um, I don't know, shit. Uh, I mean, I mean, just look at, look at Biden's numbers. Okay. I think his latest numbers come out. They were, he was dancing around, uh, 40, 40%. Um, but the most interesting number when you, when you want to talk about polls is, um, oops, wrong button is this one here. So the, um, this is a this is a poll done by the Western Journal. This was uh, oddly enough today, so well it was published today. I'm sure the poll wasn't done today, but anyway. So a staggering number of Americans want out. Say they're okay with succession. Succession. Americans are. I'm sorry. Are uh, viciously divided along ide- uh, ide- ideological lines at the moment. And a recent Bright Line Watch and YouGov poll show that many people want out of the United States. The survey asked uh, 2,750 Americans from June 16th to the 26th about a variety of issues, including if the United States should break into separate regional countries. Uh, would you support or oppose your state, whatever state you live in, seceding from the United States to join a new union? Uh, the poll asked, you know, and it, it gave examples of, you know, if, if you're in Florida, would you want to join with uh, Georgia, you know, whatever the case may be, to be one state. Uh, so when broken down by Democrats, Republicans, and independents in the region, the results were depressing but not surprising. In the South, 66% of Republicans, 50% of independents believe their region should split from the rest of the United States with, with an overall 44% um, saying yes. In the Pacific and Northeast regions, 39% and 34% supported um, succession, respectfully. In uh, these two regions, Democrats stood the cake with 47% supporting secession in the Pacific and 39 in the Northeast. <clears throat> As for the Mountain and Heartland regions, their numbers were 32 and 34% overall, with no political affiliation above 43%. Now, I know that it doesn't seem very high like some of those numbers like you heard 66 in the south for republicans whatever but i think you look at the overall numbers so overall 44 percent in the south overall 44 percent i'm sorry 39 percent 34 percent in the north in the pacific and northeast um yeah i'm sorry 47 percent in the pacific and 39 in the northeast but that's damn near half you know in all these regions, you're you're really dancing around half of um, the people. I mean, granted, it was only 2,700 people, so that number could obviously fluctuate. But if okay, say Florida, I think there's a you know roughly 11 million people living here. If half of the people in Florida want to succeed, you know the way it's being broke down is this. Okay, so Florida, Florida, Georgia. Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas. So take that region, even if you want to go as far north as, say, Tennessee and maybe South Carolina, North Carolina. Okay, you take the, that chunk of states, which I want to say that predominantly they're all red states. I mean, uh, Louisiana is, I think, a predominantly red state, obviously, with with blue cities which is the same for Georgia and the same for Florida. I mean, you know, Florida, you got blue cities here, T- uh, Tampa, Orlando, I think Jacksonville, I think Miami, unless I think maybe they just recently 
kind of flip-flopped during the last election. But uh, predominantly, the governors are all uh, Republicans, and uh, the majority of your of your um, congressional people and senators are Republicans. I mean, you have some Democrats in there because they come from parts of the state that might lean more blue than than red. But nonetheless, if fifty percent of Florida wants to succeed now it wouldn't be a situation where it'd be uh the united state of florida or whatever united state of georgia they'd probably break it up into regions i've seen different graphs where it was a situation where you have like four parts so you'd have like the southeast and like i said i'd basically go from texas east to the carolinas tennessee south to um, florida and then like your northeast regions that'd be like virginia kentucky um or maybe not even Kentucky, but Virginia, north to Maine. And then your Midwest would be like Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Illinois, you know, uh, Michigan. Uh, it might even be five se- five sections. You have that mid-north, Midwest, or mid-east, whatever. And then you'd have the northern, northwestern, you know, so Montana, those states up that way, and then you're – your West Coast, obviously, California, Arizona, whatever. And so it's being presented in the sense that if you live in a state, so like let's take Arizona, for example. You live in Arizona, which is primarily a red state, but you're pretty much surrounded by blue states. If I'm, I'm pretty sure that New Mexico is a blue state, Nevada, California, we know. And then north of that, I would say I know uh, Oregon, Washington State, uh, I'm not sure about Utah, they'd probably be more of a red state, but nonetheless, for the most part, I would say, if you live in Arizona, and this were to come to fruition, you might want to get to at least Texas. Um, if you're in Florida, and you're a, and you're a Democrat, and you're a diehard uh, Biden supporter, you probably want to leave Florida. And as those people... If, if this were to come about and um, it really started to gain some steam, and if I were, if I lived in California, if me, the person I am right now lived in California, I would probably be looking to move now. You know, I, we have listeners in California that are pretty, uh, pretty loyal listeners from what I can tell from the downloads and the listens. Uh, you guys, you gals, um, it's, it's serious. I mean, not saying you got to come to Florida, but um, as bad as you think it is now, if this were to happen, you know, I don't know that you would be ostracized and hung from the, the tallest tree necessarily, but uh, who's to say, right? But you can see the divide in this country, and it all started a few months ago with with the vaccines. Now, this has nothing to do with um, right and left and California and Florida and Texas, it has to do, it's, it's Biden, you know, tell on your, you know, he wants you to tell on your friends, tell your friends, to get vaccinated. Everyone needs to get vaccinated. You know, you don't want to be around those dirty, smelly, unvaccinated people. And, you know, in searching for stuff to talk about, I, I come across this ad that, um, it was like candles, you know, like for your house, you know, and one of the stickers on the candles said, get out, get out of my house if you're not vaccinated. I'm thinking, okay, well, who comes to your house? Like my house. I would say the majority of everyone that comes to my house is either family or close friends. You don't just have random people showing up at your house. Most people don't. You might have if you're getting flooring put in or you're getting some work done in your house or a new air conditioner or whatever the case may be. You might have you know, people like that, but how often does that happen? For the most part, on a daily basis, the people that come to your house are your family that you love and your close friends. Not even acquaintances, but your close friends. Well, obviously, you should know how those people feel. And I have family members that are vaccinated. It's not like I'm not letting them in my house because they're vaccinated and I don't feel uncomfortable going to their house because I'm not. Uh, we, I, for the most part, we don't even talk about it, really. But nonetheless, could you imagine that if you were not vaccinated and you went to your, your friend's house or your family's house or whatever, 
and you seen that candle on their table or whatever, how would that make you feel? You know, it's just, I've said it time and time again, who cares? If, you know, from what we're being told, if you're vaccinated, you're good. Okay. And, you know, I said it before, I'll say it again. And I continue to say it. And this is mainly to keep me out of the hopper. But if you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. The first thing you need to do is go talk to a doctor, whether it's your doctor or friend's doctor, your, your dog's doctor, whoever's doctor, and see if it's right for you. Because, you know, it could be, it might not be. But the interesting thing about this divide isn't so much the right versus the left. It's the left versus the left. You know, you've got, right now, you've got two very important um, governor races, and we talked about on the last show, in Virginia, in um, New Jersey, right? So, so big that even like the, the recall they had in California, Biden, I think Biden went out there. But for the most part, they had um, Obama and other Democrats out there stomping for these people because Biden's not holding a whole lot of water when it comes to, um, you know, comes to, <laughs> you know, support, I guess. But uh, it's 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 not a good sign that he just they he just introduced a new uh, spending bill to Congress. I think it was two point seven five trill. Uh, wants it done by money and then hauls ass to Europe. Now I get it. He probably had whatever he's. I guess he's over there diddling with the Pope or whatever they're doing, comparing kitty stories. But uh, they uh, he can't even. You can't even get these Democrats on the same page to, I mean, fortunately, fortunately for us, they can't get together to, to make a decision, but it's interesting that, you know, you hear, I've heard rumors that Nancy Pelosi is going to retire and, um, you, she's not going to run for re-election. I mean, granted, she's like 80. It's not like she's a spring chicken, but, uh, it's interesting. I started, so I looking up the numbers. We talked about this the other day. So you got in, um, Virginia, you got Yunkin and, uh, McAuliffe, right? McAuliffe being the Democrat, Yunkin is the uh, is the Republican. So the other day, uh, McAuliffe was leading. So it was um, I don't I don't remember the numbers, but he was leading by a pretty good a pretty good amount. And um, now this was let me see I think this was yesterday or today yeah yesterday this came out. Uh, Republican Glenn Youngkin holds a clear lead over Democrat Terry McAuliffe in the Virginia gubernatorial race with five days to go before the election, according to just released poll. The Fox News survey showed Youngkin leading McAuliffe by eight percentage points among lightly voters with just 2% supporting other candidates are undecided. Um, that represents a dramatic turnaround from then just two weeks when the same poll showed McAuliffe with 51 points among likely voters, over 50, uh, 46 for Youngkin. So it's almost like they flip-flopped it. Um, Youngkin also leads McAuliffe by a single percentage point among registered voters, a 12-point turnaround from two weeks ago. The poll also shows mostly bad news for President Biden, as fewer than half of Virginia's registered voters, 45%, approve of the job he's doing as president, down six percentage points from two weeks ago. On the other hand, 53% of registered voters and 56% of likely voters disapprove of Biden's job performance, and that's actually up from 48 and 49, respectively. Uh, I don't know what the fuck they're seeing because uh, they must have got someone that was smoking weed or something that day. <laughs> McAuliffe, who served as Virginia governor already from four, uh, in 14 and in 18, I, I wonder how that works, have been considered a strong favorite to keep Commonwealth's executive uh, mansion in Democrat hands after Biden carried Virginia. See, I wonder how that works. I just, I didn't know he was governor before, and he was already, oh, so maybe it's just one term. I don't know. Anyway, um, McAuliffe has stumbled, uh, and I would say lately he's he stumbled, well, it says here, a long-considered pet Democratic issue. Parents raised concerns about impl impl ah, implementation of critical race theory, and other controversial topics. So, you know, he came out a couple of weeks ago where it said, uh, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. And when asked to respond to complaints of sexually explicit books, Youngkin jumped on the issue and uh, 
in the same debate, trying to suppress and silence parents. And this is kind of when all this started with the, uh, it was in Loudoun County with the parent, uh, I don't recall the gentleman's name, but where his daughter was um, sexually assaulted by a quote-unquote trans, you know, boy, girl, I don't know the terminology, but anyways, a dude in dress came into the girl's room and, and sexually assaulted his daughter, and then he lost his fucking mind, which, uh, guess what, I would be the same way. But it makes it worse that the school board, and I believe the principal, told the, the parent that they were taking care of it, not to not to talk about it. Why? How in the fuck can you? How how in the hell can anyone tell you that as a parent? Your daughter was just you know sexually assaulted in the in the bathroom, in the girls' room by a dude pretending to be a chick, and you're supposed to be quiet about it. And then instead he gets arrested. the The father gets arrested instead of the kid. The kid gets transferred to another school where guess what? He's a, he does the same damn thing. But let's arrest the father for being pissed off about it. And then that turns into the whole DOJ coming out, talking about um, talking about uh, parents being domestic terrorists. You know, they come to these school board meetings. I mean, it's things like that that cause this divide. It goes from the vaccine to being a parent and being upset. And I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where the biggest mistake they made with coronavirus was making people stay at home making kids stay at home, making parents stay at home. Because what happened was you had kids e-learning, learning on laptops or whatever the case may be. Some parents were working from home and uh, they were paying attention <laughs> to what their kids were learning and what they were being told and what their teachers were telling them. And it pissed a lot of people off. A lot of people off. I, I would Something I need to look up, but I'd be curious to know how many how what's the attendance of schools around the country this year versus say 2 years ago because i guarantee you there's a lot more kids being homeschooled and there's a lot of people calling for kids to be homeschooled because of the crt crap and i talked about it on last show where joy reed was like oh well, virginia doesn't do that blah 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 and then i posted and read you the damn story not even the story but i posted you the numbers and the articles from the virginia school board saying that we need to push CRT, but they're not teaching it. So in uh, New Jersey, same thing. So like like I said, in Virginia, the biggest issue what's caused him to make a turnaround, Yunkin, was, was the school teacher, or not school teacher, but the school situation, you know, being able to teach your kids, tell your kids, tell the schools, so on and so forth. Now in, in uh, New Jersey, Murphy still holds a nine-point nine lead over Citri uh, Citrarelli in the final days. Now, both these races, you, your uh, election's on Tuesday, the 2nd, so if you guys are listening to me in New Jersey and Virginia, it's very important. This means a lot. It means a lot It means a lot for you guys. I mean, it's not going to make a, a whole bit of difference to, to us, like me in Florida and other states, but... The story I talked about on the last show where the uh, Project Veritas came out with the video saying that Murphy's going to mandate vaccines for the whole state. This isn't for state workers or state EMTs or first responders or whatever. It's the state. That means if you work at McDonald's, you're going to have to get vaccinated. So the latest polls in this race for New Jersey shows uh, Governor Phil Murphy continued to, to lead Republican challenger Jack Citrelli by a nine-point lead in the final days. The Democrat seeking a second term is at up 50% to 41% over Citrelli, a former member of the state assembly. So it's pretty close. 9%, I think the margin of error was, well, 3% of voters are undecided. So, I mean, your margin error is probably around 5%. So it's really not that bad. It was 11%. I would think if, if they would really start pushing the, um, with the, you know, what the Project Veritas video and the people saying about the mandating of the vaccine, because that's another part of division, uh, I think those numbers could flip real easily. Uh, it does also say here at the same time, 90% of voters say they are unfamiliar with Citrelli, which is probably is probably a big thing. You know, Murphy is a familiar, familiar name. 
I don't know how good or bad of a job he's done. Obviously, I don't live up there. Um, but for those of you that do, you you would obviously be a better judge. But um, I know, you know, I did the interview with uh, Fred from the Freedom Variant a couple weeks ago, and he's from New Jersey. He's a firefighter up in New Jersey. And we had a personal discussion before we actually did the uh, interview about this. And, uh, you know, he's worried, you know, because guaranteed, you know, not saying much now because of the election, but guaranteed if Murphy wins, uh, you can almost guarantee that within the week of the election, he's going to put the hammer down and tell people to, to, that they got to be vaccinated by, you know, the first year or whatever. But, um, I think that's, you know, a lot of the biggest things that's causing division in this country is you have those things. I just saw something across, came across the news I wanted to talk about too, because I saw this actually this morning and it kind of pissed me off. <laughs> I'm sure if you guys haven't heard about this, it will piss you off too. I don't know all the specifics, but what I can recall of what they talked about was, um, <laughs> so for, I think it was 400 and, um, $450,000 to migrants. So the, um, so the story that I've heard is the, uh, I don't know if it's people that were displaced by Trump in the wall and blah, 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 whatever. The point of the matter is, is that he wants to give $450,000 to displaced immigrants coming up from wherever and up to a million dollars per family. So think of it like this, more division. So obviously I would take $450,000 or a million or whatever you want to give me, right? Most people would. And, and I'm speaking, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a millionaire by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm speaking from a person that doesn't, that lives a comfortable life. Let's just say that. Okay. You know, of course we all have tough times in our life but um from a state of you know the bills get paid and we have food on the table type thing we have things we enjoy life uh you're gonna get four hundred fifty thousand dollars to people that don't have a pot to piss in basically that's a lot of fucking money that's a lot of fucking money for most people but for a person that don't have two nickels to rub together it's a shit ton of money if you don't think the that migrant caravan that's crossing up now from the south is bad wait till they get wind of this shit um it's going to get bad and it's not going to get it that's just going to cause more divide and think of it like this for the last year and a half we've had this coronavirus right now we're into mandates and we're into we need to have mandate you need to be tested you need to have this you need to have that not one of these motherfuckers coming from wherever they're coming from is tested not one of these motherfuckers coming from wherever is being told they have to have a mandated vaccine. Just come on in and here's your $450,000. In the meantime, you're losing your job as a nurse in New York. You're losing your job as a police officer in Chicago. You're being fired as a fire department worker in California. In the meantime, guy, people, I say guys, guys, gals, whatever, people coming from wherever they're coming from are handed a plane ticket or a bus ticket and $450,000 and they don't have to worry about getting vaccinated. But you, you, my friend, you must get the jab because why? Why? Why is the question? I'm going to keep delving into this, guys, because I'm telling you this is going to culminate into a bigger situation because it leads me into my last story um, I'm going to be honest with you. This is just stuff I've come across that's, um, it's a little, I guess, worrisome would be a good word. And, um, let's see if I can find it again. Cause I thought maybe I lost it. Here it is. <laughs> hey, I'm a professional here. All right. So I'm going to kind of breeze over this and then I think I'll break into it a little bit more on Sunday. But um, this is an article I found from September of 2019. So Chris and I did a show back, boy, I don't know, I didn't look, think to look at the date, but it was 
I think over the summer and uh, June, July, somewhere around there, about the NWO, the Great Reset, the world domination. It was kind of a, a three or four part um, story, actually. The the one labeled NWO, uh, I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but I part one it. Never actually did the part two. Maybe maybe I'll just tease you with a little bit here. I won't go into detail since we're at about the 45 minute mark. And, um, and then I'll go into it and have a nice big situation of uh, a scaring the shit out of you. How does that sound? But anyway, this was an article from two years ago. The UN planned to break apart and occupy America following the Red Dawn invasion. Okay, so there's that. And something else I wanted to look up was, um, you know, how many troops, how many UN troops are currently stationed in America? Well, oddly enough, in trying to find that information, uh, you hear, we don't have any, we don't have some, there are a little. So Wikipedia, which you can trust out about as much as you can trust Dr. Fauci, says there's 38. In the meantime, there's, I think it's, I don't know the exact number, it was around 2,000-something in China. For some reason, I just can't believe that there's 38 in America and 2,000 in China. But... I'm going to delve into that a little bit more, read up on that, and uh, bring you a whole bunch of shit storms. I'm going to post a th- thing on the uh, Facebook page. Actually, I should post it on the website that um, that is very interesting, in my opinion, in the sense that it is um, a timetable, I guess, of the UN and where they're going. And if you read this, read this uh, picture I'll post up. It'll be on the website, on Instagram, on the Twitter. It'll be on everything, on the Facebook. So go to any of those uh, platforms. But read this graph that I'm going to post and uh, see how it correlates to the things going on today and the things that have been going on the last year or two years. And uh, tell me what you think. Because, uh, you know, it's a little little frightening in my opinion. That's right. It's our feel-good story of the day. Uh, I'm sure you guys have heard this. Um, so there's a couple of rappers, uh, not not big name rappers. A uh, gentleman by the name of Bryson Gray uh, came came out with a song. I haven't heard the whole song. I'm actually probably going to go download it today. Just give him another download. Uh, so look up Bryson Gray. The name of the song is. Yeah, it's, it's not fuck Joe Biden, but it's let's go Brandon. <laughs> so uh, let's go Brandon rapper Bryson Gray boots Adele out of the number one spot with banned anti-Biden song. The controversial new rap song mocking the leader of the free world has rocketed to the top of the iTunes charts, booting Adele from the number one spot, even after getting banned on YouTube and Instagram for spreading harmful false information. Oddly enough, he got kicked off of, I don't know about Instagram, but I know he got kicked off of YouTube for uh, misinformation mis, uh, of, mismedical information or something. And he doesn't say shit about the vaccine or anything. So that yeah, goes to tell you where their allegiance lies. Anyway, Let's Go Brandon, released last week by avowed President Trump, uh, Donald Trump supporter Bryson Gray, has been sitting at number one since Sunday when it refused to fulfill the lyrical request by Adele's much-hyped comeback single, Easy On Me. A 30-year-old rapper believes his number, his single shot to a number one because of YouTube ban. If you read the guidelines, social media, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so go check him out. He is, uh, he's in this picture, he's got a sweatshirt on. It says Christian Conservative Gang. So you got to like that. And uh, he is very much a Trump supporter. But uh, go check that out if you have a, uh, well, I think, I imagine you can probably get it on Google Play, but Definitely, if you have an iTunes account, um, go check him out, Bryson Gray. Um, he is sitting at number one. I think there's another one that's sitting at number two. Um, I can't think of his name. Oh, Loza. Loza Alexander is the other song, or is the other artist. He also has a Let's Go Brand. It's two different songs, same title. But uh, if you want to check those both out, maybe give them a download. I mean, you're talking about a dollar. You know, it's not that much money. You know, hook these guys up, help them out a little bit. And, you know, speaking of which, while you're on there, while you're listening to this podcast and you're on your iTunes and you're on your Apple podcast, if you go ahead and hit the five stars, give me a good review, 
help me out. Help me out. Help, help me out while you're helping Bryson and Loza out. And you know, we can all live in this beautiful world together. And uh, the biggest reason I'm looking for those five stars. I mean, if you want to write a review, great. If you don't, that's fine. The biggest thing is the five star. And the reason I say that is because it helps in the search engines. It helps with the analytics as far as people finding this podcast. And the funny thing is, is the, the majority of the people that I know, I, that I don't know, the, the majority of people that are listening to this, I don't know. Um, I would say, I don't know, maybe 20% of the people that listen to this show, I, I personally know. So that just goes to show that the rest of the people I don't really know. I don't know you by name. So, but I'm asking you a favor if you could help me out and go onto your iTunes or your, or your Apple iPod, uh, podcast. Hit that five star. Like I said, if you want to leave a review, you can. If you don't, that's fine. Also, please, if you would go to the um, to the website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. If you want to leave your uh, your information there, you could subscribe to the page. You'll get uh, any kind of articles, any kind of updates. You'll get the show updates, anything there, and you'll see goofy shit I post on there. And uh, you know, just help me out. I'm not asking for any money. Uh, I'm just asking for your support. And by helping me out, sharing this information, giving it to your friends, and letting them listen to it, and then tell that friend to tell a friend, we can just keep this train rolling. So with that being said, guys, it is Friday, October 29th, 2021. I am your host, Don Q. You have been listening to Don't Tread on America. And I will talk to you guys on Sunday. Halloween. Whoa.